All right, we're going to get going now, okay? Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. Welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> Glad to be here with you. I got my sidekick, Ellie. <laughs> this is her first time being on Meal Tip Tuesday, isn't it? Yes. Yeah? So, as you guys are jumping on here on the live Facebook feed, um, say hello. Tell us where you're from. And coming up, uh, if you guys have questions for me or Ellie, um, please post them in the in the comments. There's Connie. Connie just had brain surgery. Hey, Connie. Connie, I hope you're doing fantastic. You're probably laying around, so I'm glad you're here with us. Say hi, Connie. Hi, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, like I said, if you have questions, please post them. But uh, anyways, welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday, August 25th, I believe, 2020. And uh, almost I mean, wait, September. No, I mean, no, I was about to say fall. Yeah, almost fall, isn't it? Uh, we're coming to you live from Wall, South Dakota, and it is really hot here. So Ellie and I are hanging out here in the trailer, and Sky and Swayze they're out in the shade hanging out. But um, we just finished up our clinic in um, McCook, Nebraska. Had a good time. Had a lot of fun down there in Nebraska. It was a good clinic, a nice arena. Um, had a lot of fun. Um, those Nebraska folks are just great, really humble people. Um, a little quiet, though, huh? A little bit quiet. But it was fun. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I want to thank our sponsors today. Um, we got uh, Larry with The Watering Post. If you guys are looking for automatic water, you need to look up the watering post. Mm -hmm. How do you like that new thing? I like it because I always go by it when I'm done playing the sheep or during playing with my sheep. Yep. And then I press it for the meals, and then I want to see them do it, and then they do it. Yep. But sometimes they're way over there, not over here. Yep. So, Larry, the watering post, thank you so much for being a sponsor of this. We also have Ernest Brenham and Salary. Uh, you guys hear me talk about Ernest every week. Um, he does a great job. Hey, who's that? That's Grandma. Grandma. Yeah, Grandma's on here. Um, but anyways, Ernest does a fantastic job. I love the saddle he built me. Does a dang good job. Um, and then we have a brand new sponsor this week, uh, and we're very grateful. Uh, Bonnie over at uh, My Pet Sunblock. Uh, it's a all natural sunblock for animals. So if you got some white mules with that pink skin, um, or you even got dogs with that pink skin that sunburns easily, you need to look up My Pet Sunblock. It's chemical free, fragrance free, lasts all day. It's it's good stuff. So we're grateful for uh, Bonnie over there at My Pet Sunblock and sponsoring this episode of our Meal Tip Tuesday. So appreciate all them guys. Let them know you appreciate them as well. Um, Let's get into our tip for this week, huh? You don't even know what it is. I didn't tell you, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can add to it after I tell them, okay? What? Maybe you can add to it after I tell them. What does that mean? We'll see. Okay, so this week's tip is the best way to avoid a wreck on your, the trail. So those of you that are trail riders... We're talking about how you guys can avoid a wreck. Um, I often joke, and you guys maybe heard me talk about it, um, that my emails are classified. <laughs> and that's because I, th I think if some of you had a little peek into my email, the inbox, you'd uh, maybe quit riding mules and maybe you'd go buy yourself a four-wheeler because uh, it'd be safer, I think. <laughs> but um, we, we get so many questions 
and um, about wrecks on the trail. We also get a ton of questions about what do I do when my mule fill in the blank, when my mule bucks, when my mule runs off, when my mule uh, spooks, bolts, uh, whatever. What do I do when that happens? And the problem with that question is it's late. And I've talked about this a little before, but I want to talk about it again because it just it comes up so often. But we need to be uh, a little ahead of things, okay? We want to be a little ahead of things. Um, a better question would be, how can we, just like I said, Meal Tip Tuesday here, how can we avoid this? How can we prevent these things from happening? So I want to talk about a few points here. The number one point is you need to you need to have some co some type of program in place some type of uh, like we have our checklist huh we have yep. a checklist we teach One, two, three, yep. four. but we have we have our list of things we teach um, you need to have something going on before you get out there on the trail and there needs to be a little bit of a system to it I'm not saying you have to be exactly like me and have, do the things I do but you need to have some kind of system and you need to have been practicing in ideal con conditions so basically getting it done while the getting's good because uh you know out there on the side of the mountain you know when it's really steep or out there in those cliffs out there in that steep stuff or thick deadfall that is not the place to figure this stuff out you want to have a plan you want to be able to have some practice so that you know how to react if something does come up if it did happen to come up you'd have some kind of plan and and also your mule has some kind of know-how to do some of these things if you've if you've never rolled the hinds with your mule then why would you expect them to know how to do this in a tough situation when they're when they're scared you know if you've never practiced serpentines that's not a tool for you to use um, when the mule has a hard time and, and they get bothered you know if you've never done the ribbon exercise like we've talked about then you know you, you shouldn't use you shouldn't use the things you shouldn't try to use these tools that you've never used before, um, you know, in a situation like this when, when things are not going good. But like I said, better yet, you practice this stuff, you you get it done while you have the ideal conditions, like I said. It makes a big difference. The second point to that I want to mention is to find opportunities on the trail. What am I always doing when I'm out on the trail? What do you see me doing with my meals, Ellie? I always see you doing circles. Circles. What else? Running the hinge around. Yeah. I'm always out going somewhere, huh? I, I go over there through the trees, and I go over here through the trees, don't I? <laughs> I don't stay on the trail very much, huh? No. But Sometimes I like... Sometimes I forget. Yeah, it's okay. But, you know, you need to keep your mule's uh, mind engaged. So whenever there's opportunities to work on something you know if an opportunity in the trail presents itself I encourage you to take advantage of that you know do something with that opportunity um, you have a multitude of exercises there's so many exercises out there so many ways you guys can move these meals it's just endless um, you know like I said whether you're doing things like me or not there's endless things you guys can be doing but you need to keep their mind engaged and you, you need to keep uh, keep them thinking about you what you don't want is to get out on that trail and just have your mule check out. There's way too many mules babysitting you guys. And the problem with that is <laughs> babysitters are in charge, huh? Yeah. yeah. 
So you let your mule babysit you. You're the baby. They're the babysitter. They're gonna take. They're gonna take charge of things, and you know you may not like some of the choices they make. You know, um, but don't check out, and don't let the mule check out. Um, and then the last thing I'll say to our meal tip Tuesday on this point today is to um, go go through the through the list like we teach every week. Um, you know, like we're just hit those points on your whole ride. Go through that list from from the bottom up. Check on each thing. If it's good, great. Move on. So, anyways, let me know what you guys think of this week's Mule Tip Tuesday of uh, of that little tip of uh, the best way to avoid a wreck on the trail. Ellie, you have anything you want to add to to that Mule Tip? Anything you want to say on top of that? Mm. Not sure. You think about it, okay? <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get to questions right away, so I uh, hope you guys have a few. If you guys have a question for me, s- let me know. If you have a specific question you'd like to ask Ellie, <laughs> she's here to answer some for you. So if you if you want your question directed to Ellie, um, make sure you, you comment her name on here. She would love to answer some questions for you. Ellie, while we're waiting to find some of these um, questions, why don't you tell them about training working on that donkey this past week tell me about birch well <laughs> um Go he ahead. was little he's just a little donkey wasn't he yeah he's only 10 months old but he was he liked snuggling he let you pick up his front feet back feet except for he won't let you hold him that long mm-hmm. but I worked him in foundation. Yep. So it was her second. It was her second paying job. So she, uh, her first paying job was in Gunnison, Gunnison Colorado, huh? Yeah. Megan's donkey Franny, huh? And and you I rode Franny. You rode Franny Mulemanship one, and then this was her second paying job, and um, she worked uh, Birch in the foundation class. And how much did you earn? Do you remember? So I was so I earned, was supposed to get one dollar. For every hour. Each hour I work, and that's three hours because. So just tell them the total. How much did you earn for the whole week? Nine. She earned nine dollars. But and she didn't have nine dollars, so she gave me ten, five and five. Yep. That equals ten. Okay, I'm looking for some questions. Um, if I'm missing them, post them again. Post them multiple times. I'm not seeing. I'm I'm trying to scroll down here and find some questions. I don't see any. Uh, let's see. What, this is from Micah. I'm writing down notes for each week of the weekly mulemanship challenge in my training notebook. Thanks for the progression steps. Hey, Micah, I'm glad you are keeping up with our weekly mulemanship challenges. If you guys don't know what that is, um, you need to subscribe to our email list. You can do that on our website, tsmules.com. Subscribe, and we send out a free video a free email every week. Um, this week's was obstacles, so if you haven't opened your email from this week, you need to check it out. All right. Uh, okay, here's a question for Ellie. <laughs> okay. So Rachel Dixon, uh, you maybe remember her. Uh, maybe. <laughs> anyways, she wants you to talk about climbing up on Rietta. That was so awesome, she says. Talk, tell them how hard it was to climb up on Rietta. It so... I didn't know how to climb, I mean, I didn't know how to get on mules till that day, 
first when I was writing a membership one, my male Tina, which does not like to load. Um, I tried to get on, but my mom had to help me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to got, get off. I got off from the fence, and Tina started um, just going sideways straight. And I was like, oh, no. So then I tried getting on, and I did it, and then I did it a thousand times. She's asking about Riata, though. Yeah, and then Riata. It was really hard. I had to use her reins. How tall is Riata now? I have no idea. Riata's 15'3 now. She's getting way too big for me. <laughs> so I guess it's Ellie's. Ellie can ride her now. Nah, I'm not open <laughs> on her. <laughs> okay, we got a question from Kelly Roberts. Um, people say I'm always too busy working on my mule, and I say I never let them just be. Is it possible to overdo it on the trail? You know, Kelly, um, you should always, I, I reckon you should always be engaging your mule in some way now that doesn't mean you are hot rodding it around that doesn't mean that you are just going 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 and constantly bugging them but you need to keep them thinking and and you can do that very quietly as well too kelly so my goal is to always be doing a little something with my mule but to have my friends riding along with me maybe barely know that i'm doing something now obviously sometimes it's busier work and i'm i'm doing a lot but you know, working on a soft feel, half the people you ride with, maybe Kelly, might not even notice you picking up a soft feel. Okay, uh, Casey Griffin. Um, hi, my Molly is of three years set back on the lead rope and got real upset for no apparent reason. I'm sorry, Casey. Um, you know, we've in past episodes, we've talked a bunch about um, how we get our meals ready to to be able to be tied up. I encourage you, Casey, to... Get all your groundwork going good with this three-year-old, okay? So you, so before I ever get to tying up these these youngsters, get your groundwork going good, right? Mm-hmm. Get your groundwork going good, so that they know how to lead. If a mule knows how to lead, it'll never set back. And I'm talking about my standard of leading, Casey, and I think you you know what that is. So, get them leading a little bit. Get this mom mule leading better. And secondly, um, we've talked about using the high line quite a bit. And in fact, it was one of our everyday mulemanship challenges. The last couple of weeks, uh, I think, th- what, three or four weeks ago. Anyways, Casey, I would tie her up on that high line because uh, setting back on a high line is really, really challenging. I mean, they can't really set back on a high line, Casey, so um, because it gives too much. They end up, if a mule really wanted to sit back on it, they kind of end up sitting on their butt, you know, so long as you have it high enough. What they sit on their yeah, butt? Yeah, they, they pull back and then they end up just sitting down. They can't really they can't really pull, pull it back. It's no, kind of challenging good. for them because of the angle. All right. Oh, here's a question for Ellie. I can see it right there. Chris Schilling says, Ellie, where did you put your foot to start to get on Riata? Oh, no. Um, Same with Tina. So under the bridge, and you see this little... Under their belly. Yeah, under their belly, going to the first bridge, to the back one. Cinches, not bridge. I mean, cinches. Mm -hmm. Bridge is the back. Yep. And um, there's this little line... Of leather. It's called hobble. She she used the cinch hobble, um, so it kind of hangs down between the front and back cinch, and she just put her little foot there, give her a little boost up. No, I did this. Yep. Oh. It was kind of hard, wasn't it, Ellie? If I did it right now, I would not do it because I'm sweating hot. You know, on on our TS Meals page, there were a few people that are actually upset that we didn't help Ellie, 
But you really wanted to do it by yourself, huh? I did. I was like, There were some nope, people nope. that said, darn, why don't you just help that poor little girl? And I said, that poor little girl won't do it herself. You try to help her. You see what happens, dude. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. If you guys got questions, just throw them on there. Okay. All right. Uh, Cass Hobbs, I've been listening to your podcast and practicing the weekly kneelmanship. I'm on week four. Uh, sorry if you have covered this a hundred times, but my horse gets real antsy when we trail ride at my house. I am sure it is buddy. It is buddy spoiled stuff. I know you will want me to continue the basics, but what do you think about bringing her back to the barn when she gets antsy, doing circles till she doesn't think the barn is quite the place, and riding her back out and repeat as necessary? Cass, you are right on the money with that. Uh, make it easy to go where you'd like them to go. And make it a little difficult to be at the barn. So, Cass, if you haven't seen our... We, we made a DVD on this because so many of you deal with the herdbound stuff. But we made a DVD called Fixing Herdbound. And, Cass, is, that is exactly what I would do, really. Um, so, if you got one that's wanting to get back to the barn, wanting to get back to another herd mate, whatever, the trailer, doesn't matter. Go ahead and let them go. Let them go back and make it a little bit more difficult to be there, but make it make sure it's easy to be out. So the problem with the herdbound stuff is so many people make them, literally make them get out there and go. They hustle them, kick them, fight them, pull them, whatever, to get out on the trail, to go away from whatever it is they're attached to. And um, and they make it they make it hard to, to be where you want them to be. So you need to focus on making it easy to be there, Cass. And, uh, but you know what? The herd bound stuff always comes back to, and this is something that I wish I would have hit on even more in the DVD. And I didn't mention it. Well, I mentioned it, but I didn't go into enough detail as I'd like to, but, um, without taking up the whole meal tip Tuesday on this one subject, I'll just say a couple things. One, you know, the better broke you have your mule, the handier you have your mule, the better you can control each quarter the better you can move the mule and keep that mule centered. If your mule is truly centered, or your, uh, uh, yeah, um, let's see here. Is it, uh, oh, sorry, it was, my video was ending for a second, sorry. Anyways, so your horse, if your horse was truly centered there, Cass, then you would not have these issues. It wouldn't be such a problem. So keep that in mind. And then, uh, you know, the horse needs to want to be with you. So part of keeping them centered is getting them with you, getting them to want to be with you and around you. And and if they do that, if you make them happy, keep them happy, life will be good. Kirsten Hodges, do you ever run clinics in New England? Well, Kirsten, I'm headed to New York. I will be to New York in a month. And then we go up to Maine and uh, then down to Virginia. So I kind of go right through there. I don't do many uh, you know, along the coast there, but I'd love to someday. So keep us in mind. All we need is somebody to invite us. We go where we're, we are invited, that's for sure. So uh, if any of you are interested in hosting clinics, we have, oh, just like one or two weeks available that are still open for 2021. We've been trying to get things booked. We're having to rebook all them clinics. We ended up canceling 14 clinics this year, and it's just been scary. But anyways, that's coming up, so... What is a common size for a rear cinch? I run a 30-inch in the front, and we'll finally be using a real flank cinch. Uh, your rear cinch, Zach, can be... Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. I think mine's... I think I have one that's about 34-inch. 
Um, I'm I'm not sure exactly what I run, but so, somewhere in there it'll be it'll be very similar, uh, maybe just a few inches bigger than your front cinch. So if you're using a 30 for your front, you'll probably use 34 to a 36 for your rear cinch. Uh, so just I like it to be even on both sides and come up to about the middle of the rib cage. So from from the the mule's belly to your D-ring on your rear cinch. I like my rear cinch to end up in the middle there somewhere if possible. That's not always possible, but if it can, so you can take that measurement. All right, let's see what else we got. All right. Hi, um, Sky. Jennifer Bronson says, how do you deal with a molly when they are in heat and acting out of character? You know, Jen, uh, that's a that's a challenging one. I Every molly mule's a little different. Um, you know, we have some molly mules that when they cycle, you would have no idea that they even are. And then we have some that cycle out. I got I got a new little mule. Her name is Lariette. And uh, she comes into heat pretty strong. And, and she's just a little annoying um, when that happens. And, you know, I, I don't do anything different, Jen. So I just do my thing. I take the same steps I always take. Um, I go through the checklist. Now, if I have one that gets cramped a lot and they get into some pain then you know that's i might just give them the week off you know because for one it hurts them two it's not worth trying to deal with everything so i might just give them the week off um otherwise i just do the same thing all the time okay let's see what else we got um eugenia i'm nervous when crossing large logs what is a good approach um eugenia if your question is sounds like you're talking about yourself and not your mule so if you just need a little confidence to get to where you can uh, uh, cross some bigger stuff, uh, maybe you know at some point Eugenia, it's going to get uh, high enough that your mule is going to need to jump. And Ellie loves jumping logs, huh? No, you don't. Just she doesn't. A little bit. Just yeah, like... she gets a little nervous. So, so how? What? What do you think Eugenia could do to so where she's not so nervous jumping big logs? So at first, I would do. Maybe start with some like, small ones? Yeah, start with small ones. I only do, like, not huge ones like my yep. dad does. But I do, like, small, medium ones where sometimes I have to jump. Yeah, so, Eugenia, just like we have Ellie and, and anybody that, that is that needs a little help with that, just start with something small, work way up, get to where you can, uh, you know, trotting over some of these uh, smaller poles gives you a little different feel so you can work on that but work your way up Eugenia and next thing you know we'll jumping get you. logs yep, jumping logs and maybe she'll come to the Rock Cron Clinic someday alright Jesse Coltrane hey Ty I'm riding Festus right now and he pulls into the bit I'm just ignoring him since he doesn't have much saddle time but should I correct him or just ignore it Jesse uh, just remember finish your turn so if you slide down that left rein and you go to ask him to bend to the left you need to just hang in there and finish your turn. Now, that doesn't mean uh, try to overpower the mule. There's too many folks that try to overpower them and over, basically overbend, do too much. But just set it up and let Festus find it himself. For example, you slide down the left rein. You pick up on it. He pulls to the right with his head. You just wait there with that same amount of pressure until he does indeed give and bends a little to the left and then release. And it, it might even be a smaller try than you were kind of trying to get to. Maybe it's just something, you know, maybe you're trying to get him to bend. Let's, 
let's just say you're trying to roll the hinds. So if you're rolling the hinds, you know you need to bend them to 90 degrees. But say he pulls to the right and then he comes back to the left just a little bit. I would release on that and say, hey, you're you're on the right track, man. So, so no, Jesse, don't ignore it. Hang in there, but you don't need to necessarily correct him. Just stick with your original question. That's all I do. Uh, let's see. Karen Fry says, good job, Ellie. I was so proud of your, your try, and you did it. So she's talking about you getting on Rietta. Everybody <laughs> thinks that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, look, Judy Smith says something nice, too. She says, Ellie, you are growing up to be as pretty as your mom. I can't wait to see you in October in Virginia. Say, I can't wait to see you, too. To see you too. I want to be in Virginia. Okay, let's see. Jamie says, any suggestions for a mule that rushes to back out of the trailer the minute you untie her? Well, Jamie, if if the mule is constantly trying to back out right when you untie her, just untie her and uh, but leave that door in the back closed, and and then just have her wait. Um, and if she rushes out. Anyways, after you open the door, then I would just send her back in and leave her be. And if she wants to hurry back out again, do it. Send her back in. Just make it easy to hang in there. And also, one thing too, this goes for all mules rushing out of the trailer. In fact, I have one I'm working on right now with this very problem of rushing out. Although I, I turn, yeah, Lariette, although I turn her around and just have her walk out. Um is when you get to your location, whether it's your trail, your trailhead, the arena, your pastures, you're going to go move cows, whatever it is you do, Jamie, when you get there, don't be in such a hurry to unload. You might pull up and let them hang in there sometimes, you know, uh, especially maybe they're back at their pond or in, in a hurry. Just, just let them hang out for a minute. No hurries with us. So, all right, Chris Schilling says, uh, let's see. She says, thank you, Ellie. I have kids. And no, stand right here, sit right here. And know about doing that myself. It sounds like Rietta doesn't have as big a belly as my pickles to climb around. Yeah. All right. Grandma says you're doing a great job, Miss Ellie. Love you. All right. Let's see what else we got here. I think we're about out of questions, unless I oh I scrolled down, and found some more. Uh, Joey White says, "How can I stop one from kicking when I put my foot in the stirrup?" Uh, Joey, that's not good, man. If or, yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, uh, so basically, if I went to put my foot in the stirrup and they kicked, what would I do? I would just, I would roll the hindquarters away from me. And then I would get them a little bit more prepared to be able to get on. And, and that could consist of quite a bit of my groundwork. Um, maybe I just go up to him, Joey, and just lift my leg up without even any intention of putting my foot in the stirrup. And the mule goes to kick whatever. I would I would just roll the hinds two or three steps, reset and try again. If if the mule is pretty consistent at wanting to kick like this, Joey, I would do quite a bit more work um, on the ground. I might do my moving half circles exercise. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not, but I I do that up and down the trailhead or the arena or the pasture wherever I'm at. I I just do piles of them for half hour. I mean. I guarantee if you did a few rounds of those, the mule's not going to be kicking at you, and and you'd have a better frame of mind too, Joey. So that's what I do. All right. Well. All right. Bobby asks, "What are your thoughts on centerfire rigging?" 
and our Y rigging. Bobby, I don't like to use centerfire rigging. I have one saddle that has a centerfire, and it's a it's a Decker pack saddle. That's the only with a centerfire pack a centerfire rigging at all. Um, everything else has a front and a back cinch. Um, you know, uh, it seems like a lot of these mules. Um, you know, the average mule I suppose is overweight. You know, and we have a couple that are overweight, don't we? Yeah, yeah Chrome and Tina, they're a little chubby. And an overweight mule, a centerfire rigging will almost just be miserable to try to keep that saddle on. What happens is that cinch is going to work its way up to that cinch pocket, Bobby, and that's going to put the bars of the saddle way up on their their shoulder blades, and that's going to give you all sorts of issues. I definitely prefer uh, either a full rigging or a 7 eighths rigging. Uh, 7 eighths seems to be the ideal rigging for a, for a mule. And uh, or at least in my opinion, how I like them to fit, and then a, a rear cinch. So I don't, I don't recommend using them. I don't recommend using them. But you know what? Um, you look at some of these cool old ranch pictures and like Charlie Russell paintings and stuff. And you know, a lot of the cowboys they'd have, uh, they'd have just a centerfire rig and and they'd be roping and they'd be dallied off to stuff. Um, but that changed. That changed. It changed with better breeding, different breeding of these horses and these, and you know, even these mules, to where they're, they're shaped a little different. They're built a little different, and um, the way we use them is a little different. The things we expect of them is a little different. So, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot to do with going from centerfire riggings to the double rigging uh, when it comes to styles of roping. You know, uh, the centerfire rigging, they use that a lot on ranches when they were roping and uh, letting little rope slide and they weren't dallying hard and fast it was it was different so that's kind of where those changes come from in history but we're about out of time folks um thank you for watching with us today we're very grateful say thanks thank you say thank you so um we would be so grateful if you guys would hit the share button if you enjoyed watching this we would be very grateful if you'd hit that share button make sure you like our page our ts mules page and follow us there um, if you're going to be tuning into this later on our podcast, Everyday Mulemanship with Ty Evans, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Uh, find us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to our email. There's so many ways to find us and stay in tune with your mules here. So anyways, thank you guys for watching so much. Uh, we're very grateful for all of you. I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. So God bless you, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.